0: Welcome to the Green Acres Podcast. At Green Acres, we strive to transform lives with the truth of Jesus.
1: Well, happy New Year! So great to see you today. How many of you have perfect attendance for 2023 in church? All right, keep it up. You know, I want to thank Pastor Michael and the church leadership for inviting me to preach today. You know, since I've been retired, uh, I was a interim at Moberly for ten months, but. Since then, Cindy and I've just been coming and worshiping on Sunday, and loving it—just loving worshiping without having to be thinking about what am I going to preach on—and then hearing Pastor Michael's preaching. You know, I'm, I'm the president of his fan club. I love Pastor Michael, and I think he's doing a great job. And you be sure to tell him that often, okay? You are always so encouraging to to me and to Cindy for over almost 31 years. And so your pastor needs encouragement. It takes about 10 encouraging notes to balance out one negative email. So just keep that in mind. So how many of you have made New Year's resolutions already? Anybody? You know, I made a 2022 New Year's resolution that I've kept all year long. My New Year's resolution was to read more. And I have accomplished that because... I've turned on closed captioning on my television. <laughs> That'll do it. But today I want to talk to you from Philippians chapter four, verse six through eight, if you open your Bibles, I want to talk to you about how to live care-free in 2023, how to live care-free in 2023. Now, you know the word "care" in the Bible can mean. Two different things. For instance, in First Peter 5 7, we read, Casting all your cares, that's negative, problems is actually the word merimnao, which is the same word for worry, anxiety. Casting all your worries and anxiety on him because he cares for you. So I talk about living carefree in 2023. I'm talking about how to live worry free, how to live stress free in 2023. I want to remind you of the context of the words that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. He was not lounging on some Mediterranean beach with the waves, you know, leaking on his toes. He was in a dark, dank, damp prison in Rome, a Mamertine prison in Rome, but yet is one of the most powerful, positive, Letters in all of the Bible, because he was able to see stars through the prison bars. So let's look here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. You're invited to stand with me as we read the Word of God. Philippians 4, beginning in verse 6. Don't worry, same word, mermano, about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence and if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell in on these things. And before you're seated, look on the screens, because I said carefree, because when I first learned this verse in the King James Version as a teenager, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, Father, bless your word today, and may your Holy Spirit speak to hearts, challenge, and encourage And Father, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, may this be the day of salvation for them. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So I believe that there are four simple keys to live carefree in 2023. So let's walk through them. Number one, worry about nothing. That's the first key. Worry about nothing. In fact, it says in verse 6, don't worry about anything. Now, our English word worry comes from the German word worgen, which means to strangle. And that's what worry does. Worry strangles your confidence. It it strangles your peace. You know, we can say a lot of things about worry. Think about it. Worry is just wasteful. You're wasting your time when you worry. One of my favorite presidents was Calvin Coolidge. He was called Silent Cal. And once a a reporter asked him, he said, President Coolidge, I have bet another reporter that I could get you to give me three words in a reply. And Calvin Coolidge said, you lose. (laughs) But it was Calvin Coolidge who said this about worry. He said, when you see 10 problems coming to you down the road, eight of them are going to run into the ditch before they ever reach you. So worry is wasteful. Worry is also harmful. I mean, it can destroy your health. You've heard of the Mayo Clinic. Dr. Charles Mayo had this to say about worry. Worry affects the circulation, the heart, the digestive system, and the entire nervous system. I've never known a person to die from overwork. But I've known many who died from worry. It's wasteful. It's harmful. And you know what else worry is? Worry actually is sinful. It's a sin because Jesus said, don't worry. You know, if there was a non-worriers hall of fame, I wonder who would be in that that non-worriers hall of fame. Any of you remember Mad Magazine when we were growing up? Yeah. Alfred E. Newman. What? Me? Worry? He'd be in the hall of fame. Also, uh, Bobby McFerrin in the 1980s wrote that song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. And then the Lion King, Timon, Pumban, and Simba, Hakuna Matata. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem-free philosophy. But let me tell you who the founder of the Non-Warriors Hall of Fame is. His name is Jesus. Because in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus said, Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body or what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? When Jesus spoke those words, He was on a hill overlooking the beautiful Sea of Galilee, where I've stood many times. And then He said, Notice the birds. You know, they don't worry, but God feeds them. He said, notice the flowers of the field. They're dressed more beautifully than Solomon, and they don't ever worry. I heard a poem one time about worry. said, the robin to the sparrow, I'd really like to know why these anxious human creatures wash about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, I think that it must be that they have no heavenly father, such as cares for you and me. Jesus says, don't worry. Worry is a sin. I've said it before. I think the number one most committed sin by believers is the sin of worry. Because when we worry, we are saying, God, you're a liar. When you say you're going to take care of us, you cannot be trusted. I heard a story about a guy named Bob. He was a real worry wart. Everybody around his office just knew he was always worrying about everything. He didn't just worry about his problems. He worried about other people's problems. I mean, his shoulders were always stooped. His brow was always furrowed. He just worried about everything. But one Monday, he came into work, and and he had a spring to his step, and he was standing up straight, and his his furrow on his brow was gone. And one of his co-workers said, hey, Bob, I mean, why aren't you worried today? You look so happy. Bob said, well, you know what? This weekend, I did something revolutionary. I hired a guy, and I let him worry for me. And his co-worker said, well, how much do you pay this guy? He said, I pay him $10,000 a month. And his co-worker said, Bob, you don't make that much money. How are you going to pay him? He said, that's not my worry. That's Bob's worry. Wouldn't it be great if we could just cast our cares about, upon somebody and let them worry for us? Well, the Bible says we can do that with Jesus. So number one, worry about nothing. Number two, second key, is pray about everything. Because it says in verse 6, but in everything through prayer and petition. In other words, he uses two general words for prayer here. The first word for prayer is a general word that means to praise God, and then he uses the word petition, which means to ask God for your needs. Now I want to ask you: Do you, are, are you feel free to ask God for the big needs in your life? Of course, yeah, you probably do. But what about asking Him for the little bitty things in your life? Some people say I don't want to bother God with all the insignificant things that I that I may want in my life. Hey, brothers and sisters, you will never bother God. There is nothing too big or too little. The very hairs of your head are numbered. There was a great Bible expositor by the name of G. Campbell Morgan. And when he was asked one time about whether God is interested in big things or small things, he said this, My friend, compared to God, I can't think of anything in our lives that appears big to him. Everything compared to God's greatness is insignificant. I love this verse from Psalm 37, 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not, here's the word, fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Now, for many years, I played the guitar. I guess I can still play it if I pick it up again. But on any of you that play a stringed instruments with frets, you know what a fret is. It's a little bar that you can press down, and the note gets higher, 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 lower, and lower. And sometimes life can get so tough that it seems like the string is so tight that it's almost going to break. But the Bible says, you know, don't fret. You know, I grew up singing this hymn that we all love what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, what pain we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Let me tell you this. When you're praying about something, you can't be worrying about it. And when you're worrying about something, you can't be praying about it. So four keys. Number one, worry about nothing. Number two, pray about everything. Number three, Give thanks for all things. It says in chapter 4, verse 6, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You know, I learned early on when I just learning about prayer, that when you ask God for something in prayer, why don't you immediately thank Him for the answer to that prayer, even before you've seen the answer? That's what it means to pray in faith with thanksgiving. So maybe there's something in your life right now that you're really praying about, that you really need, maybe a family member or a health issue or a financial issue or a job issue. As you pray about it, go ahead and thank God in advance that he's going to answer that prayer. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. A lot of times people are saying, you know, I really want to know what's God's will for my life. Pastor, can you tell me what's God's will for my life? Well, right here in black and white, it says giving thanks to God in all circumstances. You know, I, I say you need to thank God for everything in your life. The good, the bad, the neutral. And you don't have to, when you thank God for your illness, you don't have to thank God for the cancer, but what you do, you thank God that God is good in the midst of your cancer. You can always thank God that He is a good God. Romans 8.28 is one of the greatest promises in all the Bible. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. That's one of the greatest promises in all of the history of the world. I think of that promise like this. You know, you probably wouldn't want to sit down to a bowl of raw eggs and eat it. Probably wouldn't sit down to a bowl of dry flour and eat it. You probably wouldn't want to sit down and just spoon out Crisco. But you know what? A a talented baker can take all of those ingredients and even more and put them together and put them in an oven. And what the result that comes out of the oven, it's a delicious cake. And that's what God does. He can take the good, the bad, the neutral. He can mix it all together and put it in the oven of his omnipotence. And when it comes out, God says, this is good. So this would be a great promise for you to to claim in the year 2023, Romans 8:28, So worry about nothing, pray about everything, give thanks for all things. and then number four, think about the best things. You know one of the most damaging things that you can do is be a victim of what I call stinking thinking, negative thoughts. Here it says in verse uh, eight Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, look at those words, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence and if there's anything praiseworthy, think on these things, dwell on these things. By the way, all of those words are a biography of Jesus Christ. Think about it. Because Jesus is true, He's honorable, He's just, He's pure. Jesus is lovely, He's commendable, He's excellent, and He's praiseworthy. So when you think on these things, you're thinking about Jesus. You know, and so if you want to have a carefree year in 2023, get rid of stinking thinking and think only on the good, positive thoughts and put your mind on Jesus. Have the mind of Christ. You know, my life verse is Matthew six thirty three. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness in all these things. That means everything else will be added unto you. Have you ever thought about it? There can only be one first in your life. There can be lots of other second, third, fourth, fifth, but there, there can only be one first. And I want to ask you today, is, is seeking and knowing Jesus... The first priority of your life. In 1991, there was a funny movie called City Slickers. Anybody ever remember it with Billy Crystal? If you don't know Billy Crystal, he's also the voice of Mike and in Monsters Incorporated. He was this uh, New York executive who several of his friends went out to a dude ranch. And they tried to sort of immerse themselves into sort of the Western experience, horse riding and everything like that. And one of the salty characters in this was Curly, played by Jack Palance, who died, by the way, in 2006. And in one part of the movie, Curly says this to, he says, You city folk, you worry a lot. You spend 50 weeks getting knots in your rope, and you think two weeks up here will untie them for you. None of you get it. You know what the secret of life is? Holds up his finger. One thing, just one thing. You stick to that one thing, and everything else don't mean nothing. And then he rides off, and Billy Crystal says, well, what's the one thing? (laughs) And Curly says, that's what you have to figure out for yourself a lot of wisdom in that. There's really only one thing that matters in life. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, I just want to say it's knowing and following and obeying and cherishing Jesus Christ. You know, one of my favorite stories from the life of Jesus, and I know it's one of Cindy's favorites because she's talked about it more than I have. It's from Luke 10 where Mary and Martha are hosting Jesus in their house. And Here's a beautiful painting by the Dutch artist Johan Vermeer. You see Martha sitting there kind of in the background with some food in her hand. She's come in there and said, Jesus, Jesus, tell Mary to help me. Because all Mary's doing is just sitting there at the feet of Jesus, listening to Jesus. And my wife always says, if it weren't for the Marys in our churches today, nothing would ever get done. And I agree with that, but... Here's what Jesus said in that situation. He said in Luke 10, 41, Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. Did that describe your life? Worried and upset about many things. But here it is. One thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away away from her so what is that one thing for 2023 what is that one thing that you need to make as a priority of your life it is knowing jesus christ obeying him and cherishing him and if you do that you can have a care free year in 2023 worry about nothing Pray about everything. Give thanks for all things. Think about the best things. And you can be guaranteed to have a stress-free 2023. Would you bow your heads with me right now? There may be some of you here today that you're here on New Year's Day, but you just came to church because you thought it might be a good thing to do. But you've never once in your life, repentance of your sins and put your faith in Jesus Christ. And you know what? You can do that today. You talk about the best way to begin a new year. It's giving your life to Jesus Christ. And you know, there's nothing magical about a prayer, but if you don't know the Lord, hundreds of times I've led people in a prayer of faith to receive Jesus. And if If you'd like to do that, just repeat these words after me silently but sincerely to God. Dear God, I admit I am a sinner. I know I need salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. And I believe God raised you from the dead. Right now, Jesus, I want to receive you into my life. I want to give my life to you. I want you to be my lord and my master. And there's others of you that you have trusted Jesus but you haven't followed the Lord and believers baptism, which is a step of obedience. What a great way to start 2023 by saying, "You know what? I'm going to f- be obedient to God and follow him in baptism." Maybe others of you that aren't a member of this local church. What a great way to begin a new year by saying, I want to connect with the people of Green Acres Baptist Church. I want to become a member of this wonderful church. So in a few moments, we're going to stand and sing a song, and there'll be some of our staff down front. And if you'd like to come and say, I prayed that prayer of salvation, or I need to be baptized, or... I'd like to talk to somebody about joining the church. Would you just make your way to the front and speak to one of the staff members that are here? Now, Father, give people here the courage to step out for you. Remove prayer, fear, hesitation, and may they have the courage to step up for you. I pray in Jesus' name.
0: We're joining us today with our church family here at Green Acres Baptist Church. And this invitation is for you. Maybe God is stirring in your heart right now from what you have heard. Maybe you need to give your life to Jesus. Maybe God is calling you right now for salvation. You know, the Bible is very clear that if we uh, confess with our mouth and if we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, the Bible says that you will be saved. And so right now you could pray a very simple prayer and just say, God, I know that I'm a sinner and I need you to come into my life and save me. If that's you today, we wanna help you and walk with you with this decision. Maybe for others of you, uh, maybe you've been saved, but maybe you've been waiting to get baptized. Uh, Maybe you need to, figure out what it means to be a member of our church here at Green Acres, whatever that decision is, we want to come alongside you. And so do us a favor. You can fill out the connect card at gabc.org and one of our team members will be with you very shortly. Whatever it is that God has laid on your heart, we want to walk with you in your growth in Jesus Christ. I look forward to hearing from you soon.